Hello, everyone, and welcome. This is Father Colton Sims, and you're listening to the podcast. This week's going to be a little different because we're going to have a guest homilist being presented uh, this week. Our guest homilist for the week is Father Philip Neary Powell, OP. He is with the Order of Preachers, or as commonly known as the Dominicans. The Dominicans are religious order that you've probably maybe been familiar with and maybe seen. They wear a white habit. Um, and Father Philip Neary Powell uh, is actually a native of Mississippi. He is originally from Greenwood, Mississippi, and he attended Ole Miss. Uh, and after attending college there, uh, he began to pursue uh, a vocation to the religious life with the Dominicans. Father Philip Neary Powell is also uh, the director of homiletics um, at Notre Dame Seminary. And I've had the privilege of studying under and learning from him in two classes, two homiletic classes uh, that I took with him. And he has a great, great ability to um, to really allow a young seminarian to develop his uh, preaching style while also giving some great tips on how to uh, fine-tune his style and also to make it better. Follow Philip Neary Powell. Um, is going to present this week on the rather um, difficult passage that we heard this past Sunday on Jesus' words, especially that he has not come to bring peace, but division, and that he wishes the world were already blazing with love. And so without further ado, here is Father Philip Neary Powell. Now this is not the comfortable middle-class Jesus of the modern church, the mild-mannered Jesus of our therapeutic culture, the peacenik hipster Jesus of the fashionable fringe, the tolerant, diversity-loving social worker who never judges and never demands. Nope. The Jesus we hear tonight is the Jesus born and bred into an ancient prophetic tradition that requires its hearers to take sides, to make choices, to hunker down and endure the consequences of those choices, come what may. There's no parsing away his words here so that we can reestablish for ourselves the comfortable, bland image of the Messiah who only wants us to be nice to one another. He says what he says, I have come to set the earth on fire and how I wish it were already blazing. Do you think I've come to establish peace on the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. Now this is the part of the homily where most preachers will tell you what he really means here the part where they will blanch out all of the color of his words, wring out all of the vigor, and iron away any convenient wrinkles, lest you experience a single moment of discomfort or challenge. But we know our history, and we know that following Christ means creating division. It means setting the world on fire. 
The very last thing the church needs right now is a bureaucrat Jesus, a therapist Jesus. Nor do we need a lawyer Jesus or a cop Jesus. Looking at the current state of the church and the trajectory some have chosen for her, I believe that the church needs a prophet Jesus. A Jesus that can and will call the body, the church, to a radical holiness, a fundamental set-apartness that allows us to understand ourselves as Christ in progress, not just as mass-goers or members of a parish, but as men and women who have been truly and thoroughly purified in the fires of divine love and set upon the path towards glory. If you're on this path, if you are indeed purified by the fires of divine love, then your daily life should be a life of division, conflict, even warfare with the world around you. And I don't mean that you should be violent or behave like a jerk at the office or be offensive to everyone that you meet. What I mean is, is that everything you are should rebel instinctively against the reach and the grasp of a world that's trying to seduce you, that's trying to pull you into its dark network of Christ-denying philosophies and practices. The battleground is your immortal soul. And though Christ has already won this war from the cross, we must remain in him to share in his victory. So you might ask, how do I remain in Christ? Well, therapist Jesus will ask you how the challenges of holiness make you feel. And he will affirm you in your okayness. Cop Jesus will want to know if you're following the law. And he will remind you that he's always watching for infractions. Bureaucrat Jesus will tell you that holiness is a procedure requiring assessment, feedback, and accreditation. But Prophet Jesus will answer your question with a question. Do you think I've come to establish peace on the earth? And while you're floundering around for an answer, he'll shout, no. I have come to set the earth on fire and how I wish it were already blazing. Then you will know that to remain in Christ is to be burned by the world, to be rejected and turned away because you refuse to hide the divine love you carry because you will not fail in bearing witness to the purification of divine love that freed you and sets you free from sin and death. To remain in Christ is to share in his victory on the cross. It is to make your life, every part of your life, a rebuke of the world. 
a challenge to the death-loving culture that boils around us. And that is why we carry conflict, division, and even warfare with us everywhere we go. It's not because we are angry or because we are violent. It's because we belong to Christ. I will say again what I've said to you many times over the past seven years. Being a follower of Christ is about becoming Christ in the world. It's not about feeling a certain way about God. It's not about filling out the correct paperwork in the correct way, or following all the rules and keeping your nose clean, or being nice to those really annoying neighbors. Our Lord Jesus Christ did not suffer torture and die on the cross to show us how to be good, upstanding, middle-class taxpayers. He suffered and died to free us from sin and death. He set the world on fire with his good news so that nothing created would escape his invitation to receive the Father's freely offered, freely offered mercy. He sent the purifying flames of the Holy Spirit upon the church so that we would have the courage to be witnesses to his sacrifice. He didn't die to make us cowards in the face of the world's seduction. He died to make us saints and martyrs to the truth. The truth that set us free and sets us free every single day. If you will remain in him, then do as he does. Set the world on fire with divine love. Thank you.